Hey everyone, happy to have you here for another episode of Legacy Matters. Today, as usual, we will talk about whatever comes up with a slight leaning toward discussions of preserving your legacy, preparing for things to come, and sharing stories we find amusing. All right, Jimsy. Hi, Sam. We're going. Here we are. Legacy Matters. Thanks for tuning in. Yep. So it's uh, just it's, you and I today. I mean, we have a guest. We'll introduce our guest here in a few minutes. But yep. But uh, Sarah's out. Yep. She's gallivanting in, around the nation. She is. She's, I think she's in wine country. No, she's not in wine country. I mean, she'll drink while well, she's always in wine country. She's, in wine. <laughs> she's definitely in wine country. It's a mindset, right? Wine country is a mindset. It is. It is. So she's Sarah's in, in wine country. Well, oh, oh, did I give it away? Yeah, you, you can't go back of. in time and stalk someone, Jim. By the time this comes out, they'll, you'll stock? never. I'm just saying, like, if I give away her location, oh. by the time this comes out, you can't go find her. Right. You well, know? I'm not looking for her. <laughs> I meant, I meant a, I mean a stalker listener. Yeah, the show. She, Please do not stalk our buddy Sarah. By the way, yes. By happen? the way, yes, it does actually. <laughs> well, it doesn't happen yet that we know of her. Uh, her father is a big fan, though. But anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll uh, let, Jim. Is there is there yeah. anything you'd like to say before we get? Well, we're getting introduce we're really, our uh, guest this here. This is an odd start today, isn't it? <laughs> Sarah's not here to keep us in check. But, right, she's not. She usually yeah. kicks us under the table. She's really, like, you yeah. be quiet. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, so, uh, all right, so it's a it's a December day. It's Thursday today, right? Yeah, it is Thursday. It's cold. It's cold out. Mm-hmm. It's been very cold. Um, kind of cloudy. It's been snowing on and off. Traffic sucks. You know, it's a uh, couple weeks before the holidays, which are, that's exciting enough. Yeah, that's super it's been exciting. cold, but it's you know, it's Minnesota. This is what we should expect. It's no biggie. I took a little walk down the road today to go to a bank, and they yeah denied me access. Well, I was just trying to get it, something notarized, and they were like, "No, we don't, you're not a you're not a you're not you're not an account holder." And then I went to another bank where I was. An account holder, yeah, and they never asked. They're like, "Yes, of course, we'll give anyone that, that service." Because- That's so weird because I have gotten things notarized at, at you know banks, and I'm not a co- or a person oh, of that bank. This one was a little hoity-toity. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, okay. so uh, let's thank right. our guests or our uh, listeners really quick. Thank you very much for listening. We'll give you thank the same you thing listening. we always give you. Um, please do find figure out how to subscribe and. Go ahead and, and give us a review. We'd prefer good reviews, but hey, listen. Yeah, I'm over the shitty You say what you got to say. So. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, if you got to put a shitty one up there. Whatever. <laughs> maybe we deserve it. Listen to yeah. this intro. It's okay. You know? Yeah, I know. All right. It's kind of wonky. <laughs> we- <laughs> it's all monkey business anyway. So. Uh, it is. Uh, we are guests, and I am not going to butcher your last name, but I'll try and, and not butcher your first name. It's Mikolai. Yes. I got that right. Nikolai. Yeah, and your and your last name, you know, I should have probably done at least that much research before we started. And but what is your last name again? Go, oh, go ahead and give it a try. Uh Bador. Whoa! Nailed it. Yeah? Yeah, that never happens. Really? I've never been called well, Mikolai I've been called Michelle, believe it or not. Oh yeah, of course. Nikolai yeah. yeah. Bador. Bador? Mikolai Bador. Bador. Yeah. Oh shit. And I even said it right. I got all hot. I got like I got <laughs> my Bam. face turned red. I'm like my yeah. intimidation factor. Yeah, Mikolai Bador. <laughs> All right, I got that. That's it's a great got the name. E at the end. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, yeah where'd you come by that in Minnesota? So, did you, did you, were you born and raised here? 
Yeah, up yeah. in uh, Rolog, Minnesota is where Rolog. I grew up. Rolog. So that's outside of Detroit Lakes. Okay. And then I graduated from Holly, Minnesota. Wow. 52 kids in my class. Oh, yeah. Oh, small, my... small, but not the smallest I've right heard of. That's for really? sure. Oh, yeah. That's 52 kids in a class. There were, uh, you know, some of those cities, you're talking like 14 and stuff up north. Like, yeah. Like, but yeah, okay. you're right. Yeah. But anyway, uh, well, that's cool. A, so you come from a small town up north. Super small town. Okay. I mean, Rolog, we grew up on nine acres, so Rolog yeah. had... A sea store that can't stand business, and then they had the stream, the steam threshers reunion. It's the okay. biggest steam oh, thresher yeah. reunion I think in the country. I don't know for sure, sure, but yeah, tractors and yeah, all that. Do you know uh, what? Do you know Perm, Minnesota? I absolutely know Perm. Yeah, yeah. so that's where my I kind of grew up in Perm too, on Little Pine Lake. I, I you know some friends, the uh, uh, store camps that have a yeah. place on Little okay. Pine Lake. Yeah, you know those guys. I, I don't so think he I know. So well, he grew Let's up in Crystal. Let's not make the mistake yeah, of yeah. not so, d- so dogging on Crystal. This. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I also grew up in Crystal, but I don't like to admit that a lot. So, <laughs> right. so no, I, we, no, we make fun of Crystal all the time We on make here. a lot of fun about Crystal. Yes, we yeah. do. And St. Paul. So, oh, and they don't uh, deserve it. Crystal no. does. Oh, I said it. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. but um, Do you, do you really we, pretend that you didn't grow up? Like, that's like, No. Not anymore. I mean, now it's just, I just suck it up and, you know, it's fine. And actually, when, Crystal isn't as bad as it was when I was in Crystal. Cause, so now it's a new Crystal. Crystal's a beautiful little city. It is. It's fine. It is. What do and, we say? Uh, We're, it's all in good fun. We're talking, we make fun of 1970s and 80s Crystal. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. Which I hear was a rough place. It was a rough place. I mean, look at, look at the one product I know. Yeah. <laughs> right here. I am. Rough. Rough. Yeah. Rough. It's like, uh, that, that word just his art. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. In the background, I feel like uh, what was that? Get out of New York alive or something like that. It was. Is it like with Kurt Russell or something? Yes, that's right. I forget the name I got of that out movie. Of, got out of Crystal alive. <laughs> so, but my parents had a cabin up in Perm. Yeah. So uh, you know, I've been going back and forth to Perm since I was like five years old, and then uh, once we graduated, once I graduated from high school, they decided to move up there permanent. So. So I have a long, long history. It's God's uh, country with, up there. I love that it, it lake. Is. I love it's that town. Beautiful. So you went to the Zorbas? You still- oh, absolutely. Yep. I, I was, <laughs> yeah, I, I have spent a quality amount of time in Zorbas. Not a quality amount of quality time. No, but just a lot of time in Zorbas, yes. I don't know if your Zorbas was like our Zorbas, um, but... That was the place that you could be. I think I was 16 and drinking on a fake ID. You know, I, I, I don't even like, holy shit. I don't even think they we're care. in, we're in, baby. I would say, <laughs> I mean, I, I was, would, I would say that whether it was Zorba's or Steve's bar on Steve's and Crystal, well, or whatever, <laughs> John's in on whatever lake, that's pretty much all of northern Minnesota, northern Wisconsin. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're right. You know, <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, you got the. You got the hint of a mustache. Get up here. Let's try <laughs> those right. braces. Perfect. You know what? When when Zorba's, I mean, I was probably like, I mean, 13, 14, 15, you know, somewhere in that. But there was a quarter mug club where oh. you got a mug. Oh, yeah. And then your first beer. Each visit. Or, or the first three beers, if you were friends with the bartender, were a quarter. For yeah, the, you know, if you were on the mug club, fucking <laughs> <laughs> <And, laughs> bush light, and you're thinking, oh yeah, well, it doesn't really matter. I mean, when you're underage, I mean, for a quarter, I had a, I had I'm a whole saying, bunch of quarters. I was like, yeah, I'll have another beer. Yes, back back then, <laughs> that's uh, probably Miller Light, probably, you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Back then, I mean, but but 
your choices at those northern oh. Minnesota bars were like Miller Light, Bud Light, Coors Light. I don't even think there was and Bush Light. It was you know that, only Miller Light and Budweiser, and but that was like it. it. It might just be that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's like there's right. there's oh, only PBR. Paps used to be PBR. Right. Yes. Labatt's yes. was was always at ours, my little local spot. Right. But when yep. I was a kid. I'll never forget when Sam Adams made the tap. You know, it was like oh, all yeah. these lights, like the same beer, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And then they threw a Sam Adams on there. I know, and, and that like was swanky. the fancy beer. You're like, ooh, that's, that'll be $3? Yes. Better be good. Right. We, we, we have mentioned Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have mentioned this before, but there was, there was Sam Adams, there was Anchor Steam, there was Sierra Nevada, uh, and there was Guinness, and there were a few that you'd just see like, like, oh, my God, the bar down the street got fancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they just went fancy, and they added one of these five national kind of, you know, yeah. possible brands that you'd throw up there. You know, yeah. you're saying that the taps, uh, we used to have nickel taps at the Down Under. So I went to the University of North Dakota. Okay. in Grand Forks. Yep. And on Fridays, they would have uh, nickel taps. So same kind of concept. Right. Oh, and Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they had, get this, they had the early sessions. So that would start at about seven or eight, I think. And then to get people just to after, I mean, they're there anyway, right? Setting up for the night. Yeah. They started these things called the early sessions. So from like one to three, you could go and have nickel taps right. from one to three. And like in the afternoon. In the afternoon. And I had a teacher. I was a comm major. So basically, I. Like mass comm? Yeah. So yeah. It's kind of a degree. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, now I mean, it's cool. Now it's a great degree. But is it? back then it was like, what can I get with C average grades? Yeah. That's and not work that hard. We made a lot of fun of mass. And the thing is, I never graduated. I, I didn't finish college yeah. so i have not a leg to stand on there but i mass com <laughs> that's the way i felt totally <laughs> and you know what it, it, here's the deal UND's a big hockey town yep when you see all the athletes getting that degree right you go hmm maybe people don't have to work that hard here because <laughs> i guarantee when they're on those buses or planes or whatever they're flying right. over they're not studying mass com right yeah right. What did it even mean? It was such a nebulous I, I don't thing. know what it means. <laughs> you know? Liberal arts, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. They actually dissolved the liberal arts. I, I think, if I'm correct, either the communication uh, sector or the liberal arts sector. So right, right there should tell you that maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's, yeah. Well, <laughs> so anyway, you're they, talking to a guy had... who went to art school. So what do I know? Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean. Right. We've made plenty of fun of that over the years you have yeah you you, i feel like you have to oh yeah well i have you know yeah Yeah. uh quarter beers at grandma's in uh in downtown minneapolis or the west uh bowinkles what bowinkles do they still have that no but but when i was i didn't drink until i was out of high school because i just figured i I would probably like the stuff too much i know i know but i was it was smart i looked around at my my family and well you're making up for lost time i have been the whole time you know i only (laughs) missed a few years and and i'm like i don't know i've got a lot more to make up for i think still (laughs) this is delicious (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but anyway but i remember uh shortly after turning 21 we would go down to what is that? The West Bank or Seven yeah, Corners? Yeah, West Bank. Seven Corners. Yeah, seven Corners. Yeah. yeah, Grandma's was there, and it was. Uh, and that's where Bullwinkles. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, they were right across too. the street, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. yeah. I only ever went to Grandma's, and it was quarter beer night, and and like, oh God, it was just such a dick move. But you you 
roll up with like a roll of quarters mm-hmm. and you know the poor waitress is like oh god what are you gonna tip me like i'm gonna t- you're gonna tip me a dollar on this whole thing aren't you like yep i'm gonna buy nine bucks for the quarter beers oh my god and tip you a dollar because we we're broke yep. yeah but, yeah well yeah. that's what happens that's what they were totally. on campus like yeah that. yeah they they gotta know right that's what for they were sure they for. i mean nickel beers doesn't even make sense Zero it's like sense. why why charge anything Zero cents. Yeah, I, well, but five, I'm not going to worry cents. about it. It's not my problem. No, like I was just there to right get to a nice, out. nice buzz. The teachers. So I was going to say in mass comp, yeah. the teachers. Like I had a class my last year where during on Fridays we, it was like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. Yeah, on Fridays we'd go shoot shoot pool. Yeah, like 15 of us. It was a small like 20 kids. That that was our Friday class. For yeah, well, the whole semester you are learning communication. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I can see how that would be a worthwhile field trip for a mass comm major it's right? true it makes a lot of sense it does make sense. <laughs> a lot of sense yeah um, yes and you know i think another skill that people just completely under you know they, they don't address is i think being able to hold your liquor like if you're in sales and you um, are on the golf course and you're the drunkest guy there guess what no deal that's true <laughs> you know yeah you ever been to true. anything where there's that person at the table and you're going oof they yeah, little, and isn't it, it's uh, you know it's too yes. bad that uh, <laughs> all joking aside that that alcohol is such a part of the business world and doing business like I I certainly enjoy you know I enjoy my beer and you I like enjoy, the spirits I like some spirits thank you uh, <laughs> but you know there are I'm raising kids like you are you got how many kids have you got I got two I'm just it's a little kid competition you know I got three. So, oh well, then you I win. I guess. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so you get less done than one of some of the two. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah, I don't know how you win or don't win that one. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, you got kids and stuff, and people are like, "Hey, it's you know, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Let's have a let's have a meeting. Let's go to this place and have the meeting." And, oh, you're not going to have a Manhattan or three with me? Like, geez, you know, I yeah, I, I will, but I have to go home and make dinner. Yeah. and get my kids to bed, and you know. Sometimes it gets a little ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, and it does seem that the, uh, at least more, well, not everybody, but seems like there is a certain uh, contingent of folks who judge you, who gauge your worthiness on whether you can hang with them in that Totally. Way. Yeah, you know? I, yes. And, yeah. And in the business community, which I'm in, but also in the sales community, that is 100% true. Yeah. It's, we're not drinking to have a conversation. Right. There's just, if there's, if there's, a drink on the table that's half full. Someone at the table is going, all right, hey, another round. <laughs> right. I can't fathom this drink running dry. Right. Right? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It seems a little silly to me. Kind of, uh, it's not, it's not my favorite part of, of that type of business relationship. You know, do you ever use kids? I, I, I this is being recorded, right? Or, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I know it is being recorded. I'm going to say something. Yeah. And my, uh, that's why it's okay. I walk thing. back, not walk <laughs> back. I, I have to clarify things as I say them sometimes. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but Ike, so nice to use kids as an excuse. If it's like, hey, let's, uh, let's go, for, you know, why don't we do a happy hour? We'll discuss that thing that we got to discuss. So there's business tied to it, but you're thinking, I don't know. Right. I right. think this person just wants to have a cocktail. Right. I'll be like, ooh, would love to, but my kid. Yeah. Insert right. excuse here. Like, I, I got to go. Oh, well, and, and whether it's an excuse or reality, it's <laughs> true. Reality, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, uh, not, I mean, maybe you don't want to, re- I've got 10, 12, and three and a half. So I've got two boys and a, and a little girl. And guess who's my favorite? Oh, without a doubt, the girl. <laughs> I have the opposite. So I've got five and one. And okay. that's not a reflection of my age. It's actually, we didn't, I didn't get in. We started having kids till our mid 30s. So, yep. Um, so now I'm going to be 
82 years old and they graduate college. But No, you know. <laughs> you know, you're no older than me. <laughs> you I guys mean, are just fine because I, I know people older than me that have I got really a six-year-old sister. My dad's yeah, going right. to be 70 this year. How many siblings do you have? Uh, like seven oh, or something. Oh, okay. A si- Did you say six-year-old? Yeah. Wow. Yep. I think I was, is that right? Seven? Yeah. I could count. Something like you that. You are right. Yeah. Or am I one of seven? Uh, you're one of seven, I believe. Oh, he, he knows he knows this better. I think you're right. You know, I pay attention every you now do. and then. You do. Dad you and mom have five, six, seven. No, I'm one of eight. Are you? Yeah, there's my older brother and I, the five younger ones. That's seven. Oh, and then, you're right because and then because Olive yeah, makes, yeah. makes right, eight. you're right, you're right. I didn't. Sorry, Olive. I that's didn't right. count Olive. Yeah, you know why, why remember that kind of stuff? Right? Yeah, I mean, you know, family is. Oh, and she's she's so worth remembering. Exactly. Um, such a great kid. But anyway, yeah, the kids can can act as a uh, a buffer. reasonable excuse. You know, yes, a buffer. Now. We're talking travel, so we got to go to con- you know if you go to a conference, oh, you that's whatever. A whole different deal. That's a whole different deal because there's no kids or excuse, and he, he, I can't you know I can't usually think of one. You know, no, those conference weekends can be tough because that's everybody's motivation seems to be the same there too. But. And I, you guys, like, we have a lot of fun. Like my family, we live in a lake. We we, we drink with the neighbors. We have a good time. Yep. I don't go to Vegas. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? We go to these things, and there's yep. Vegas, and people become animals like right. i don't know what's going on at home right but they're just <laughs> the second we land they're pulling uh what do you call them slot Slots. machines in the airport on yeah. the way out it's like hey guess what there's a few more Jim's of these like <laughs> you know what i'm talking about i do know what you're talking about <laughs> like, i do not do that i know I, you I, don't i know I you do don't not. i don't even like to insinuate that you and i are yeah. too similar in that way like right. i wouldn't Every day is a gamble for me, so I don't actually gamble. I'm all, every day I'm gambling. So wake up, I cheated. I cheated and I have people again. saying like, "Did you win today?" Mm, maybe I broke even. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I like that. Yeah, I like thinking that every day for Jim is a gamble. It is. It is. <laughs> a little bit. It is. But I know what you're talking about. I mean, there are. You know, I, yes, I, I've been around that yeah, type of person too, for sure. You know, hey, we're in Vegas. Let's do this right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, pace yourself. So, Sam, you used to live in Vegas exactly. too. I did live what? in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, just just for uh, in between camp sessions in 1999, or actually over 1999, 2000. So I was there for the uh, the big flop that was the Vegas uh, Y2K experience. Oh, the year 2000, because uh, because they thought that the whole city, that all of the computers were going to go down and people were going to loot the casinos. So they (laughs) so they kept their their celebration to an absolute minimum. Like it was like a few fireworks off the top of the Eiffel Tower or something like that. And then and then they had the street just lined with police. And at 1215, they were like, that's it. Everyone back in. You know, where we were watching all day long all of these cities around the world with these massive celebrations. And yeah. Now they shut it down in the newspapers and stuff. It was a terrible bust out there for them. What was wild, what's wild about that, though, is, you know, my buddy lives in Australia. Mm-hmm. So I always ask him, what's the future like? Because yeah. it's tomorrow there right now. Yeah. So oh, the fact yes. that we could have watched that and said, hey, in Paris and in Australia and there. Everything was fine. It didn't happen there. Why would it happen here? Yeah. But we all still prepped for it. Like it was going to just. I know. And well, and and they, they were embarrassed by it because they did watch it happen all over the world. And, you know, by midday on, on the day of New Year's Eve or whatever, you knew that, that 
the world wasn't going to collapse. The financial markets weren't going to collapse. The thing with the computers wasn't as big of a deal Nothing as I thought happened. it was. Yeah, I mean, it was very minimal. Right. Did, did, did anything happen? Yeah, yes. There was uh, some minor trouble in major companies that had things that were dated incorrectly for a little while, and yeah. then they just sorted it out. Did it cause any, you know dams to Mass, overflow chaos. and yeah, yeah. street lights to f- go haywire all over the place and missiles to be launched because it was now the wrong millennium. No, didn't do any of that. Right. Shit. But they, they, you know, by the time that rolls around, like you don't have time to like, all right, we better go buy $50,000 worth of fireworks for our casino. Right. It was too late. They yeah. had already, they had already committed to a solid lockdown of that town. <laughs> we still had a good time, but right. It was not. Do you remember where? Well, you know where you were where you were at. During, yeah. Do you remember where you were at? I just remember the Y two K thing, you know. But I don't remember exactly. I mean, I think I just carried what party on. You were as, at or whatever. Yeah, I just carried on as normal, you know, and did whatever. New Year's Eve has never been something though that I really enjoy. Yeah. New Year's Eve is sort of like a. It's a, a time yet when another I'm usually, reminder. Uh, yeah, right, another <laughs> reminder. Yes, thanks, Sam. Um, no, it's just uh, y- you know, yeah. I mean, usually I go to a small party, a New Year's Eve kind of get together, which I've done for a long time. I don't usually run around too much, so I prefer on New Year's too. Eve. Yeah. So, so yeah, it didn't really affect. Do you me. remember I was, where you were, Michael? I, I think that I was in a. So we had. I think we set up like a fish house village oh. on Lake Fifteen. If yeah. I. I, I Lake I know we did 15. that once. Yeah. So so there's where I grew up there's a ton of lakes and they ran out of names Lake Eleven, Lake Seven. Yeah, but lake I've 10. I've fished Lake Thirteen over by uh Cass Lake a yeah. bunch. I love Lake Thirteen. I just didn't know I knew there were other numbered lakes out there. Yeah. And I I don't think they just ran out of names because they could have always thrown another another seagull or another Bass or another or anyone's last name that lives in the lake, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. I think that someone thought that was kind of funny. Okay, that's my. That's just my take. Like, well, it's sort of secretive. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's go well, up to Lake Eleven, and or and like then you wink. Code. You end it with a wink. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's sort of code. Yeah. I, let's see. And or they're surveying the area and they're like, Jesus, like seriously, there's thirteen thousand some hundred of these lakes. Like, let's. But let's just throw a number on it, and then no one ever d- changed it. Yeah, you know? and and we wanted to change it to Lura Lake, so my my grandpa farmed a lot of that stuff oh, around yeah. there, and then got out of farming and and sold it for pennies because he just didn't. Uh, land up north is worth. Yeah, was worthless. It still isn't worth what it is in a lot of other places. But anyway, because yeah. it's not the greatest farmland up there, generally, generally speaking. Right. Um, but Lakeshore property Lurry? is huge up there. Lura. And so we tried to get it. To, so we tried to change the name yeah. to Lura Lake and it's a pain. It's a of pain Of course now. it is. You know, you're thinking, come on, it's just begging to be renamed. It's Lake 10. I think so. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's, we can be more creative than that, folks, so. can't we? Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. But uh, were you part of that uh, up north thing that happened a few years ago? I, this is my understanding of it. The state <laughs> of Minnesota used to have like rural route two. Your address was such and such rural route two. Yeah, we were RR three. Yeah. And so you're on so you're on rural route three and you and it's like, you know, fifteen seventy five and there's a like a fire marker number out in front and you maybe have a mailbox and it says fifteen seventy five yes. rural route two, rural route three, whatever. Right. Well they had what they had was little spurs off of the rural routes that had it was a 
shared driveway with like three residences. Mm-hmm. But that was never really named. Uh, like it was part, your address was still as if you were on Roll Route 2. Though what you really were on was a shared road off of Roll Route 2 that maybe only went back a quarter of a mile but had multiple residences on it. So they they did this push where each of those little spurs off of the roads then needed to be named. So they allowed the the owners of the land on those spurs to name their own roads. And so around Bemidji, around the Pennington area, there's clearly not a road, uh, Plum Nuts Road. No way. Oh, yeah. There's like, there's they, <laughs> clearly not a road is the name of the road. Something like that. So, yes. yes. That's awesome. Nearly a road. What is it? Nearly a road. Nearly a. You know, like it's nearly a road, but it's oh, not a road. <laughs> of course. You know, so they, I like, it was a. Uh, bunch of funny guys there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they must have done it over there though because i'm pretty sure it was statewide unless it was maybe just county or something i will have to look into that because that would be great <laughs> i wish i could go back in time and be the guy who you know names as many roads as he could all right michelin i i, I want to <laughs> wrap this around a little bit here so so you were referred to us by uh aaron oh yeah. we're gonna actually talk a little yeah, bit yeah we, we are we are so Biz. so uh, let's go with like how do you get down here well let's what, what do you do What's your business? Um, oh my God! Yeah, well, yeah. That's let's a just, good question. Let's just you go, get into and it. we have a, actually a few questions about this, or I do. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I've been in sales, professional sales, for a long time, and married into an entrepreneurial family. So I was a corporate person. My parents were kind of corporate people, if you will. Um, and then I married into an entrepreneurial family, and didn't realize that I was in fact an entrepreneur. So we've been married for we've been together for ten years. Um, so I think we've we've launched five com- four or five companies. In that time, clearly not all of them worked out. <laughs> That's okay. the way it works. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so we launched a Odium Outdoors was our first one. That was a like a soft roof rack. So if you see cars with those hard kind of metal things, that they, mm-hmm. we made a soft version of that was that was portable. Um, we got an immense journal and National Geographic is the top, you know, kind of port utility rack uh, of that year, and it was great. And yeah. we, yeah, just. I'll leave out why it didn't work out, but it just didn't sure. work out. Uh, sure. It was a huge bummer. I wish it would have, but anyway. Um, and then from there, we started an agency called Bedore Business Group. Bedore Business Group was a fractional VP of sales uh, uh, kind of company firm that we'd go out and like grow revenue at, uh, at tech startups. Mm-hmm. And then what we did from that is, is I was given a lot of free advice. I love helping people. Especially sure. in sales, because it's I'm a dumbass kid, like a you know C degree at best, com major. Yeah, right. And so right. sales was kind of like, wow, if I didn't have this, if this wasn't a thing, I can't fix anything. Like, right. you know, I don't know what I would be. Honestly, I have no idea. So I want to help people, especially these smart people, these technical right. people, because they just don't have, they just don't know how, how to even, where to begin. Right. Um, are we, are we uh, advancing stereotypes right now? Is that what I'm hearing? No, there's not a single time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we might be. We might have started that from the get-go, let's just, actually. Let's just I mean, derail right now. Right yeah. about now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, sorry. No. Anyway, go so, ahead. So, so that was fun. But what happened out of that business was um, we started a, we had an idea. So we had, I love helping people, but I, Susie, part of our team was like, listen, man, look at your calendar. All of these are free coffees. None of them make any money. And if you don't make money, we don't eat. <laughs> the yeah, agency right. goes away. So you got to figure something out. She's like, why don't you just come up with something where people will come to you and then you can help them that way. And I was like, huh. So we did. So we rented a room at Coco, which is now a field collective. It's a co-working space. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think they have one down the road here. But um, 
And we said, yeah, well, we'll just invite some people, all those smart people to come in and we'll, they can fire questions and we'll help them sell. None of those people showed up, but guess who did? Other salespeople. And so that was the spawn of Coffee and Closers. So we run a media okay. company called uh, Closers Media. And under that, we have a few different events and live pod. Our big event is Coffee and Closers, yep. which is a live recorded podcast. Um, it's the love of my life, man. I love it. Right. And we interview top minds in sales Whoa. and revenue growth. I, I want to stop you. Yeah? You've got a wife and two children. I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to, they may listen. My to this. kids will not listen to this. My wife will be like, wait a minute. And then she'll pocket it for three years from now and punch me with it. I'm just saying, if I said she'll, that, she'll chipmunk it away. Oh yes. That's, that's squirrel our little phrase. Chipmunk squirrel it away. Squirrel it away. Yeah. yeah. She'll squirrel it away. For another day. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. she probably won't. She actually, she's a co-founder. So yeah, yeah. she gets that you're here selling something. Yeah. I get it. But still love of your life. Love of my love life. Love of your life. My wife, for sure. <laughs> That's so you I, enjoy the podcast, though? Huh? You enjoy oh, the I podcast? Oh, I love it. Well, or is it the show? Or what, what's the... I, I love the build, man. That's, I think, my the biggest joy I get. Everyone goes, oh, you must love being the copy and closers guy. And, and I'm like, ah, I don't... That's not my... I mean, I, yeah, I, like, I guess I like some of the recognition. But I love to sit there, right? Look out at the crowd and say, I built this. We built sure. this. Because as a salesperson... You don't build anything. Like my right. wife is an architect. I just told you right over there uh, yeah. at RSP, or RSP. And she designed like the Life Touch building or uh, Blocky downtown. She sure. did that whole redo of Mayo Square, whatever it's called. Yep. And that we could walk around in it. Right. Salespeople, we don't build anything. We either hit quota or we don't. There's nothing tangible. So I think the joy is I'm like, man, people came to this. They're here. This place is packed. They're here. That's number one. Number two is I love what it does to the, to the guest. We've had more guests that have said, wow, this was so impactful to my personal brand. Um, I've had more people reach out. I've gotten business. And do you have a lot of listeners? Yeah. Yeah? I, I mean, yep. do you have, are you, is it a, is it a very popular thing? Who listens to it? So number one, it's, top, it's in the top five on sales podcasts okay. on iTunes. So it's not number one, but it's, you know, hey, listen, ranked is hey, that's what I think. Yeah, you, know, you no. don't have to win, but but again, I mean, you're in the race. That to me is oh, so. The funny thing is, it's live recorded. We videotape it. I I thought everyone's going to watch the videos. No, nobody watches the videos. That's they funny listen to because the we've had people yeah. say, "Oh, you've got to record video of yours because." Uh, they get so much more popular when you have video, and we're just like, no, forget it. This is we started this as a conversation, and yeah. and you should be listening to this as a conversation. We don't, you know, right. we don't yeah. seek that. But anyway, so you you didn't the video doesn't do much for you. I, that you we notice. use it for micro content, so you know we'll splice out like like sure. sound bites, and that that works great. Right, yep. we fractions of the people some people watch it especially sure. if you're on the show <laughs> you yeah know, right, you want right, to see yeah. yourself it was, yeah, or it's your mom kid. look at me yeah, yeah, right. yeah hey mom right. look at me um but the the micro content is how we use it and uh and and the podcast bit is what people kind of gravitate towards but the event itself it's almost like uh, multiple experiences the event is just really positive people people come they're sure. salespeople. they listen to it you ask that um founders come but man we get some people that just Where want to feel empowered them? Uh, where do where do you have them? Right now, uh, we're at WeWork, so uh, yeah. we've we've outgrown a few spaces. We're we're getting there at the WeWork in, in Uptown. Is we're getting it's to the point where it's 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 getting very very packed, and we need to figure out what to do because um, it kind of affects the quality of the show. You know, sure, like the in intimacy's gone, like right. it's gone. It's been gone for about six months. But um, I I I miss the intimacy, right? Like we used to have where people could raise their hand afterwards and go, "Hi, I'm." 
I'm Jeff and I paint houses and right. if you need someone to, I mean, it was great. Right. Right. And that's not happening now. So, so it, because the audience has grown too large. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some of, I've, well, I've seen Yeah. I've seen the video footage of, and how, or, you know, footage of yours and, and oh, there sure. is quite a few people in there. I mean, there's a lot. So what's your average audience you think? Um, I think as of the last ones we've had around under 200, yeah. but, but fairly close. Um, yeah. We've had 300, you know, okay. before. Um, that's, that is uncomfortable, you know? Yeah, and sure. again, if you can't tell the tone in my tone, I'm being sincere. Like, I love the intimacy. No, right? I'm, I'm and following so, you yeah. sincerely here. I mean, we're, we're trying to ask you a question. I, I'm curious because, because I, clearly we've started this. We have no idea what to expect. How long were you at it before it became something that kind of solidified itself to where you knew that it was worth continuing to do and, you know, um, so it's, it just celebrated our two year anniversary in September, okay. um, right before startup week. I would say when it really was noticed was during startup week, 2018, it would have been startup week, 2018. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of halfway. So you were like a year into it. Yeah. And we had some Scott Burns who started uh, gov delivery and we had Mitch Cooper who started code 42 and we had, um, Scott Lemon who did the magnet 360. And those were well-known guys. If you don't know them, that's totally for, cool. For us being tech startup dudes, mm-hmm. we don't know shit. We, we are like, we, and it's part of it comes from my many, many years of being in the construction world. And I, I went to a few. So if you're a remodeler, it's NARI, the National Association of Remodelers or whatever right. it is. And, uh, of the remodeling industry. I'm sorry. And they're great. And, and we have reached out to them. They're, you know, I, I don't want to bag on what they do, <laughs> but I went to a few of their events when I was, you know, first starting out in my mid twenties, early thirties, whatever. And, you know, it's a bunch of salty old dudes sitting yeah. around just angry that don't get into construction, kid. It'll sap your life. You know, you just, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm not join a Nari. And, and so, so I, yeah, I've avoided. Squirt. Right, right. <laughs> Pat you on the top of the head and oh, all that. Oh, God, they're just like, you're going to hate this kid. So I've decided, you know, so we kind of keep ourselves out of this loop, but we have started getting into the startup week stuff. And yeah, we participate in it. A little bit. A little know. bit. But I, I, it's an interesting world because it, it everyone is. seems to, like they all know each other in that yeah. community or know of each other. Yeah. And stuff. yeah. It's, it, I, this, okay, so if I could bag up, like Casey Schultz is a friend of mine and Reed Robinson started Startup Week. Um, what they have built, did you know that's the number, we have the number one Startup Week in the whole world there used to be we were number two and it's it's crazy no, and, i believe you and, and it's amazing and it's it's so empowering and powerful right because listen i spent 15 years in corporate america okay so yeah. that's not a that's not like a right. sprinkle of time that's yeah, a lot that's yeah. that's over a decade uh and so i know what that life feels like and so when those friends come to this and they go oh, like it's it's so i can't i, I want to tr- i want someone to track how many startups launch almost like pregnancy like new year's, new year's yeah new right how many people yeah like, like how many people business snowstorm and stuff yeah exactly right like yeah. how many businesses nine months from that or whatever you know right. pop up I, I bet a lot i right. bet a lot and and i love startup week so that was that's what kind of put us on the map and then people showed up and then what, what we really been trying to do so we won an award for um, impact award during startup week and that was really important not because of the award but because that was really the tech i mean it's a startup community but let's be honest it was really the technical community yeah and those are the people when i told you when we started that's who i really wanted to help because i thought if we can teach really smart people and empower them with the ability to effectively communicate their value right and get their way 
well, that's, that's crazy. Cause I'm not, I'm, I can sell, I can't, I'm not smart enough to code anything. Right. right. That's all I got. Sure. But what if, what if people started having both of those skill sets? That was the kind of the agenda in the beginning. And, and we feel yeah. like we've bridged that a little bit. So we've got a lot of work to do, but you know, yeah, no, it, it makes, uh, it makes sense. And, and it is, you know, whether you're, whether you're a tech person starting a company or you're doing any other thing, like there's so many skills you, you probably don't have, you have to figure out how to fill those gaps yeah. and, and it, it's not just sales. It can be management and, you know, HR and all, all, all of, of those things, Everything. Yeah. you know, legal, you know, you have to figure out what you're going to do yourself and what you're going to farm out and how all that it, works. So. That is the, that's, you want to talk about, if you go back in time, I'd be like, man, I would outsource. I would, oh, yeah. There's so many if things you, I would have done. Because oh. because half the time you're not doing it well enough for yourself and stuff. Right. All right, you two, let's, okay. uh, on that note, we'll take a quick break and then we'll, uh, we'll come back and okay. we can pick this right up. Sounds good. Yes. Okay, bye. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by the Andalin app, a first-of-its-kind digital legacy preservation app that allows you to digitally attach photos, videos, and audio recordings to the places and objects you love. Imagine hearing your grandmother's voice telling the stories of your family heirlooms. Preserve your memories, prepare for the future, and share with those you love. Andalin, available in the App Store and Google Play. Visit andalin.app for more information. Need some help with a construction project? Looking for thoughtful design and honest answers about what is possible and what is not? Kinetic Design Build is a full-service boutique remodeler servicing residential and commercial clients in the Twin Cities. Design and build with purpose. Visit kineticdesignbuild.com to request a consultation. Packing for a trip? Let Pack Simply give you a little help by delivering travel-safe products directly to your door in an airport security-safe pouch. Unbelievably easy and surprisingly simple. Make your life easier. Visit PackSimply.com. Interested in art? James Holmberg is both an artist and an art consultant. His strong connections in the Minnesota art world give him a unique perspective on the talented pool of artists from our region. Let James guide you to an original work that will come alive in your home. Visit JamesHolmberg.com to find out more. All right. Do you want to go on a wilderness adventure with me, Sam? Or maybe you know a group of kids who could benefit from an extended break from their electronics. Or maybe you just need a break from those kids. Visit earthedfound.org for more information about how to get started. For information about becoming a sponsor of Legacy Matters, please visit LegacyMattersPodcast.com. Okay, we're, we are back. All right, um, welcome so back. So you welcome back. And uh, during the break, we were uh, I was explaining to Mikolai, our guest here, that uh, that my kids have all sorts of weird first names because of uh, because of the fact that I took my wife's last name when we were married, and and uh, you were just about to tell us the controversial <laughs> yes. origin story of your name, Mikolai, right. being from Minnesota and uh, having a, your next brother, his name is? Matthew. Matthew. Or Matt. Matt. Yeah. And he's not one of those guys, right? said so Jim right. James. I'm like, yep. he's just like. That's right. We call him Angus. There's yeah. a story behind okay. that, but we call him Angie. Sure. Well, and uh, 
so yeah, so I was explaining that once you've named your your firstborn son Tyson, you can't name the next one Steve, right? So, <laughs> right. So, uh, but you did get a name that is not familiar to most Minnesotans, and yet your next brother got Matt. Yeah, Matt, Josh, Tyler, like those are Holy all the names shit, of the family. How did this happen? So, well, <laughs> it is a controversial. Uh, so. My gra- my grandma, my grandparents, when they were alive, she her her great or sorry her parents were from Italy, and yeah. and my great grandfather when he heard my name went Mikala. He never learned English, um, never just just decided not to learn English. And their house man was we're talking pasta like you wouldn't believe the meatballs. And, and did they live in Minnesota? Yeah. Or? So they so we have a big long line of railroad uh, folks in our family. So my dad worked for the railroad. Okay. My uncles worked not all of them, but a lot of them worked for the railroad. My grandpa his yeah. father, so on and so forth. And what they did is they came from, I'm going to screw the name, it's like Forgio, or it's right outside of Rome okay. on the um, east side of Italy. And uh, they came to the States. And rumor has it from my grandma that Mikolai was the Italian priest that helped them get from Italy to Chicago. So Chicago had the, um, the big railroad hub. And then they built a, I don't know if it's bigger, can't be bigger, but a, another large one oh. in Dilworth, Minnesota. And there are there was a lot of opportunity there, so then they they moved from Chicago to Dilworth. Wow. I'm sure that was lumber lumber yeah. days, so they were you know trying to move. I mean, I imagine it was eventually grain, but I bet at that time it would have been yeah lumber when they were logging the state clean, oh, I clean bet. of all of its yeah. big timber because they were building Chicago with most of that timer. So okay, and many others, but yeah, but yeah, a lot of a lot of northern Wisconsin and uh, northern Minnesota lumber went to Chicago. So that was the the larger hub huh. that was getting built. We used to hang out the rail the rail like the rail cars. There was uh, I don't want to say bums. It's 2019. Hobos, hobos. There you go. Yeah. That would that would be underneath the, the the you know the little bridge. So my grandparents lived. All the Italians lived on the poor side of town. Their words, not mine. Right? Still yeah. in Dilworth. Oh, I don't know what now, but like back then. You okay. Know? Yeah. Well, not now, but back then. Yeah. 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 In I, Dilworth. Yeah, I actually haven't been back to Dilworth in. Like my gra- okay, sure. my grandparents aren't yeah, alive yeah, anymore, so yeah. I don't. Um, but but they used to make Dago Red. <laughs> so Dago Red was like, it's not moonshine, but it's like it's wine sort of. Sure, but it'll yeah. it'll get you punched, right? Oh and, yeah, you know all the peppers, all the whatever. And if there was a Sicilian family that moved in, so I don't know if you know this, if you have Italian, whatever. No. You're Italian. There's the Italians, and then there's the Sicilians. Okay. Okay. And so the Sicilians and the Italians are the people from you know they don't get along, right? Because sure. the Sicilians live in paradise. You know, okay. they don't work. There's just all this. It's garbage, but whatever. That's what they thought. So there used to be fights when the Sicilians moved in that there would be just fights. Like my grandma punched a lady and that is no joke. My great grandma, sorry, punched a lady. And anyway, the, the name came from that individual, <laughs> uh, according to her and according to my parents, it didn't. So I'm going to go with the coolest story. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that parents is a cool. aren't known for truthiness anyway. I mean, I don't tell my kids the truth ever and they know it. it, it like it's horrible, Sam, horrible. Oh, well, what did your I'm, parents say? I mean, what, what did they just say? Like, oh, we just like the name. That's exactly what they said. That's and I so go, boring. But, but you named it. But it's a, it's an Italian name that you you named you. Yeah, it's spelled in an American way. Yeah, like so that had to be rooted from somewhere. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I think they might have forgot. I'm hoping. I like the cool story. <laughs> yeah, so I do too. I, mean, I the, that's a cool story. <laughs> well, here's what happened. I was I've been telling this story forever, right? To everybody, like college, anybody. And one day we're sitting, I think it was a podcast, I don't know, and my mom was there, and she's like, oh, Mickey, that's not true. <laughs> right. I was like, please, 
why did you, like, don't we, interrupt we could me. wait for the car ride home like why, right. why right. are we doing this here so that's when i learned that maybe it isn't true but in my head it is and i know that my grandparents told me because my great grandpa was all about it right? right yeah and you just gotta stick with the better story yeah yeah it doesn't really matter no offense to mom you know she can believe what she wants to believe it's, it's fine I'm, I'm my mother <laughs> i mean she does not parents it's a luxury of parenthood that you do not remember all of the things there that you, you go. did both good and bad but but because when you grow up, you know, like when you're a kid and you're 11 years old and your parents, for probably very good reasons, deny you something that you've been coveting forever, <laughs> for a little while, they're like the worst people ever. So you pack your little suitcase and you <laughs> trudge down the fucking road and you're yeah. like, I hate them forever. <laughs> and meanwhile, they're back there like, oh, God, like if that little Sammy will come back, little Sammy will come back. And if he doesn't like. Maybe that's okay. I mean, like, what a little jerk. I, you know, he's here. He is asking me for a seven thousand dollar BMX bike or something. You know, like, <laughs> and the only thing I'm doing wrong is is not is denying him that that singular pleasure that we can't just po- couldn't possibly afford. But in your mind, they're terrible. You know, and then they'll be so. So then there's you know a week later, uh, you've done something. You've done nothing wrong. Your brother did it or something, yes. and they punish you. Yep, and you carry that for life, and and then when you become a, an adult, you're sorting through these things. Like, mm-hmm. mom, do you remember when you did this terrible thing? And they're like, no, <laughs> don't remember that. <laughs> I have no idea. How about idea this what you're other terrible about. thing? Like, I don't remember. N- n- no, because that was inconsequential. And then <laughs> how probably many siblings do you have? Well, and that's the thing is that you know who do I believe? I mean, something <laughs> minuscule like the, the name of your child yeah. and, when you're only you know there's two of us. I mean, oh, very so forgettable. Just two. Like, yeah, very, very <laughs> something that they're probably wrong. Um, yeah, I got two. I got a, okay. a younger brother named Angie. Yeah, and he's uh, six four. I'm about five nine and a half. Mm. <laughs> and my brother and I, or my dad and I, are like we're like five nine and a half. Right. Yeah. And everyone else is just these, but you know, giants, dark haired giants. Oh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'll tell you what uh, makes flying a lot. Like now, I sit with my brother. I'm like, "How's it? How's your legs? How you doing over there, big guy?" And you I, know, there's advantages to <laughs> to being shorter and advantages to being taller. It works both ways. So it, it does. I know. I told my middle son that in order to find his name, I traveled the world over. And when I finally got to Wales, I met a man whose last name was Maddox. It was you know. Forget what I told him his first name was, <laughs> but oh Seamus Maddox or something like that, and and that's where I got the name. And for the longest <laughs> time, I mean, he probably will grow up like, well, I don't know. I think my dad traveled around the world looking for a name for me or something, and then he finally found this guy. And so you just decided to make up a story. I always why tell not make up a story, partial truths yeah. or or well, complete fabrications. I mean, I think that's a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah. there's a there's a whole there's a whole. Uh, generation of kids who believe that those big round hay bales are cow cocoons because i made a pretty convincing story about how those are the cocoon of a cow you are the you know what i had an uncle like you that told me that if i ate watermelon seeds that i would grow watermelon in my belly and i was like well (laughs) i'm not gonna eat those water (laughs) right forever and i'm talking like when i was like seven or eight it's not like i was three and i believed it it was like for a long time right my preference yeah my preference is i won't go into that whole story but it's pretty funny um my preference is that they carry those things on far enough into adulthood that they are sitting around at a party when they're 19 years old and they're like no dude i I swear to God, those are the cocoons of the greater northern Minnesota <laughs> They're going to sound like cow. crazy people. 
Well, um, I, <laughs> they already are crazy people, but it's not like I fill them fully with lies. Plus, uh, you're on your way to doing that. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you've met my kids. They're pretty clever. No, I know they are. They're they're totally clever. They, they, I think the cow cocoon is my favorite. I <laughs> might make. I might borrow that if you don't mind. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've got a whole story about it. All right. So I'm going to bring it back again. Oh shit. Okay, yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, Mikolai, I want to ask you like how you got here and your journey to get here in the Twin Cities. You were in New York for a while too. Yeah. So I, I went to yeah, uni- university, yeah. So I went to a small town. I liked growing up like yeah. where I did. I just. I don't know. It just, I was always called to do, I just wanted to go somewhere else. It yeah. wasn't that I didn't love, and I love going home now, right? Yeah. I yeah. love it. But for, for that, at that moment in my life, you know, I was like, I just, something, I gotta, I gotta go. Sure. So UND was, it's, that's the only, call, there was a flood there in 97, mm-hmm. which is why I got in. This is no joke. My, my grades, no one was accepting me. <laughs> but they're like, whatever we need we need human beings to come here so we'll you take that sandbag. i firmly believe that anyway um so went to und and then uh got involved with booking music at the venues there and then one of the agencies that was based in stony point uh new york which is right ac- right across the gw bridge so it's if you watch sopranos it was the palisades was the same drive that they would take yep. i lived on that road okay and then would cross uh the gw bridge and drop right into manhattan Okay. So we spent a lot of time in Manhattan um, yeah. as an entertainment agent. So okay. that the agency hired me to kind of lead up their kind of college, you know, bookings yep. um, all over the country. I mean, like my, we traveled so much. We hung out with Kevin Smith from, you know, uh, Mall Rats. We, we repped him. Uh, we were, got to hang out with Daniel Tosh, who does Tosh 2.0 now. Yep. Um, uh, Howie Day and Matt Nathanson and all these guys who are bigger now, I guess. Yep. Um, it was a lot of fun. But man, that lifestyle. For a 21-year-old to think I'd be, I'd be down with it. It was hard, right? Hard. I will save you the details, but um, <laughs> I saw some things in my eyes. Just I cannot save your wash mother out. the details. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and then um, what happened is that I was taking these cats out for a good time, and they gave me an Amex card. And it's not their fault. We just didn't talk about money when I was growing up, right? And so I, and no one was taking Amex back then. So I got a credit card, and uh, I was like. Zip, 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 zip. I didn't understand compound interest. And so I put myself in a heap of credit card debt because I was a 21-year-old. They weren't paying me much, you know? And so I thought, oh boy, I got to get out of here. And then I came back to Minnesota, Mm -hmm. uh, moved to the cities, and um, uh, took a sales role with Verizon selling like BI and stuff. And back when Google just got started, they actually used to, to, to do like keywords and SEO and all that crap. No one knows that about Verizon. But anyway, um, hmm. so I started doing that and went to training in LA for about a month and met a, met a girl hmm. in training. And we thought, you know, it would be a really brilliant idea. We should move in together. You know, because we, yeah. we didn't know each other at all. You're young. You've so, got the credit card debt. You might as well move in. So I did. So I moved. To, I left. So I was in. I broke my. Well, actually, I had a guy lease from me, but I broke my lease, packed my bags, my Grand Am, and uh, dipped out to Colorado. Moved in with this girl and that grand dam. Yeah, man. Two door. So you know that's great. Great in the snow. The coop. Great in the snow. Yeah. I almost died. Actually, I went to uh, Breckenridge and I went, you know, if you guys have ever been there, there's Uh, that loop, so you gotta go like this. And my car started slipping and going reverse. I'm like, oh, and this is where I die. Yeah. (laughs) But um yeah, so survived. I did. We moved in together and that did not work out. And then uh she moved to Kansas City back to Kansas City and I kicked it there for I think it was three or four years. And then um I was uh I was in a bands. I've been in bands my whole life, so 15 years old, um, playing in bands, uh, and then got 
in, got to start playing more gu- guitar down there because I had a lot of free time. I had yeah, <laughs> a new your girlfriend girl like left. I, you know, yeah. um, your so car learned, sucks. You guys, you might as well play guitar all day. Car sucked. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> it would when I'd move it, like the t- the wheels would go. <laughs> sound like Star Wars, like the lightsaber. You know, the lightsabers. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> when I t- when I turned it in, they kind of gave me like. A handshake and a bag of chips. Like, yeah, yeah, right. we'll take this off your hands, right. but we're not giving you yeah. money for it. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so so I, my buddies back in, in the cities are like, hey, you should, we're all living in the cities now. We used to be in a band in college. We should all get together and make a band. I was like, yes, because my buddy in high school, I don't know if I told you this, I was in a band in high school with a guy named Matt Ockrey, and uh, my, I, I didn't want to go to college because no one around me was going to college at that time. I, you know, I was the first kid in our whole entire hierarchy of Bedores that went to college, and um, I didn't want to go. And my parents are like, you're going to go. And I'm like, I want to be in a band with that guy for the rest of my life. And they go, that will never work out. And then he went and got signed by Sony Records. <laughs> and just got off tour like five years ago. Um, but so I moved up to, back up to the cities. You know, I got it. I quit Verizon, went to work for a staffing agency called McKinley Group at the time. And uh, I get there, we start playing a couple shows. And then my buddy goes, oh, by the way, I'm moving to Australia. I was like, oh, no. I just left Denver to be, you know, so... So that sucked, and about a year and a half later, I met my wife, and you know the rest is history. So it all works out. You and know? here you are. And here you are with your own business now too, and and doing. But neither one of us moved up here. So when you say Crystal, right? I think I know where that's at. Is is Lake Crystal in Crystal? No, Crystal is like I'm thinking Robbins down the street. The Robbinsdale is, is right next. It, yeah, Robbinsdale and Crystal are, okay. are kind of the same community. Yeah, See, New Hope. This happens a lot where people go. You've lived here ten years. I'm like, yeah, but I no, I no, lived here a long me. time, and I don't know them all. Either. Yeah, you don't, there's too not, many little communities. Yeah, yeah everyone I mean, knows can, where Hopkins Hopkins is for some reason because it's Sunny Hopkins. I lived in Hopkins for a year. See? I, I called myself the Count of Hopkins to my wife because I wanted to stay there forever. Hopkins, I is love nice. Hopkins. I, I always do jazz hands when I say Hopkins, but anyway, <laughs> I, I don't know why. It's but uh, it's just a great little little community. But it but is. like. You know, where is New Prague or whatever? I, like, right. or is that even in the cities? I, maybe that's Not outside. Really. Of, no, there's like, what are all these ones just north and, and east of us over like, here? Who knows? I will tell you because that's where I live. Ah, where do you live? Oh. Uh, I live, Woodbury? do you know where Lake, Lake Jarvis is? Or Lake Jarvis? It's connected uh, to Coleman and I Keller. I do believe I, I know where Jarvis is. So yeah. we live there, and that is in a town called Little Canada. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know of Little Canada, but if, if someone was like, "Go to Little Canada," I'd be like, "Sure, Google." Where's, totally. Where is Little Canada? People, I, I can't tell you. That's why I always say, "Do you know where Lake Jarvis is?" Because people know the lakes for some. They don't know Little Canada because it's tiny, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's yep. great. It's it takes me fifteen minutes to get here in Northeast. Yeah. Um, it takes me twelve to get downtown St. Paul, and probably eight, probably twenty, depending on the time, right? Sure. Sure. Anytime after nine or after six takes you like twenty minutes. That's always going to be the you know. The case that it takes a little bit longer when everybody else is traveling too, but that's yeah. pretty cool. I do. There's a lot of nice little communities mm-hmm. that are kind of like Medicine Lake right over here is hardly known. And that's but nice let's not kid ourselves. I get a a ton of shit every single day for living on the east side. <laughs> if of you're, course you do. You know what I mean? If, if of you're course you do. the west, that I didn't. I'd never in my life. I've never Chris, lived anywhere where this exists. It's Chris crazy. Coleman did point out the fact that we are currently on the St. Paul side of the river, so we should not be making fun of St. Paul because we are technically across the river. <laughs> we are, but, but we're still in Minneapolis, yeah. folks. Let's, wow, yeah. I don't think I have ever. Well, yeah, you know what? It's, it's great the, to be neighbors, guys. Yeah, great to be neighbors. It is nice. <laughs> Uh, so I'm gonna 
I, I have questions and I would ask this of a whole bunch of different types of people who might come in here. I have questions about your, your website itself. Yeah. Like the, the tiny bit of research that I did, uh, led me to your website. Right. And that's about as far as I got. I love it. I mean, that's good enough, you know, but, um, but yours and I believe ours falls into this category as well. And, uh, and so do so many of the other agencies that we kind of know and work with. Like, I can't make a uh, head or tail of your, of yes. what the, anything <laughs> on there actually means or what a person might do if they were to find your website and be like, those are the people I need to hire. What, <laughs> what, what for? I don't know. I have no clue. Why is everyone so damn cryptic? And is it, well, is it hard to describe? So I'll, I'll tell you, there's two reasons why it's cryptic. Uh, num- number one is I started this agency when I had a corporate job okay. and they were not happy. So what my attorney said is just write a bunch of words that make zero sense. Oh. And if, when you solicit or ask for new business, just do it directly, like reach out to people. But you, you can't have a website that says... That explicitly well, says... Well, because I signed a non-compete for, and it was the most ridiculous... If you guys saw... I mean, that was, I was young. Well, right? this is a good answer. No, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm actually it, looking yeah. for an answer. It was, yeah, it was advisement. Okay. Yeah. But, then we, but then we turned into this fractional VP thing, mm-hmm. right? I don't know what that means. Uh, so let's say you're a startup <laughs> and you're... And you, well, because... And you get to a point where you got revenue. So our, um, someone's they, they kicked it, a VC, someone invested in you or whatever, yep. right? And yep. they go, okay, cool. Now, now the clock's on. Now you got to start. You got to start selling this product. Yep. And they, a lot of these technical folks are like, I don't know how to sell. Nor, and I also don't know who, who, what even is a good salesperson? Because it's a really expensive mistake if you hire the wrong chief revenue officer. Yeah. Right. That's at least a six figure out. And then, so what they do is they bring in a proven team that comes in and we serve fractionally means, you know, just a fraction of time. So let's say it's five hours a week or whatever it is. Like we yep. butt out our time and then we'll go in there and we'll build the marketing. We'll build the, the, the sales stuff. We'll do all that. And then we'll hire Then we would hire out. So we would do it for a bit of time. Then we'd backfill our positions and move on to the next project. Gotcha. Um, but wow. we don't do that anymore. So that's the reason why this doesn't make any sense is we're transitioning. You don't do that anymore. No, we're, we're so <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that anymore. In fact, I, I can't appreciate more you you in in a very succinct way making that make sense to me because it you know i like i've been in business for a long time and i and i've done my own sales and i've been in sales uh i understand kind of the the things but like you know fractional vp you know all rolls right past me as i'm trying to do all of this you made it make sense and then you said oh but we don't do that well okay so here's what's happening so (laughs) so bbg but our business group that was that was the fractional deal um we've moved on to that to really go all in on closers media, you know, which, which houses coffee and closers. Um, we're building a platform called closers community, which will be a big resource for, for people, you know, kind of like a virtual, there'll be trainings, there'll be a forum, there'll be a community for all the people that, that attend coffee and closers. They'll get sure. free tickets, they'll get swag, all that kind of stuff. So we're really going in on that. And then what, what's happened from that is from coffee and closers is people are saying, Hey, could you come and do that for us? Could you build that kind of buzz and that awareness and make me look like a thought leader in construction or, mm. uh, in whatever, just name it. Right? Uh, can, can you do it in bullshit? Cause that's what, we, that's what we set pedal here. It's just, <laughs> Oh, I'll make you the bullshit king. <laughs> just bullshit. Just hours of bullshit. I, I mean, it's not that people have wasted time listening to our shows. I just, I'm so, I, I'm just so thrilled that people spend the time doing this. Listening they seem to, to like it. I know. I know. They I don't know how you couldn't. Right from the get go, all the ones I listened to, the one that was like, oh, are we recording? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've been recording for like 
five minutes. I just, I, I was like, this is great. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's basically kind of a come comment. to say like we just talk shit for an hour, you know. But <sighs> it's, it's kind of nice. It's fun. Oh, it's refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. I mean, we we you know stumbled into this. Okay, but so we sure I'm do still wrapping it. my head right. around yep. exactly, and and I'm a little bit slower than him. None so of this makes sense because <laughs> none of this makes sense because we're in we're in transition. So okay. this this whole website is going to go away. Well, it'll look similar. It's going to be closers media, and then we're going to like explain our three big things. Coke, uh, coffee and closers is you know the live podcast. Yep. Closers are cocktails and closers is going to be an event for. Uh, kind of speed mentorship or whatever i'll explain it later and then closer is uh community is going to be that platform i was telling you about so we're in the middle of writing that that's why this doesn't make any sense it's kind of like okay. two websites mashing together right but regardless bbg but, but our business group will kind of cease to be in so, the air as of 2020 can i try in lay terms yeah. sort of on the on the first part of it the part that's going away that's and, and i assume other people do that so yeah yeah, yeah there are other groups out there mm-hmm. that a person could hire and this is i think this is i mean aaron eggert is one of them like you guys had him on the show yeah and you know yep. what and i don't know that he made it clear <laughs> during the course of that show that that is a service that he offers or if he did it didn't come across in the right way for me so i i think i understand it and you know, we've got our friends Clark Dorgas and Ben Bakken who are – we do this uh, company I founded event with them too. And, and they also do – they do something similar. But on their end, they're saying, you're a startup. You've gone through this process. You've got, you've got uh, money coming in because people believe in your concept and they believe in the things that you've built. Mm-hmm. But you don't have a chief operating officer we will come in for a little while and act not fully as you're, we're not responsible for everything. Of course not. But we will build out a, an operational model for you that works. And then, like you said, backfill. We'll start helping you find those people or you find them. But in the, in the interim, you're hiring this service to do a, a job that a that an executive would charge quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You'd have to pay quite a bit to get the right person. You can pay them on, you don't need a full-time person. You need someone who comes in five hours a week or 10 mm-hmm. hours a week and does this for you. And you're saying on the sales side of things and setting up a marketing and sales you know, plan, that yeah. whole side of it, that there are companies out there that you could hire to come in and work for a period of time as you learn how to do these things or train up people yeah. on how to do these things and then you exit, they stay. When we, were, when we started BBG, there was a group called Elastic Sales that went out of business, or I know, they, sorry, they transitioned into a product company out in, in the Bay Area. Okay. We modeled our business off of that. Okay. I'm a huge fan of the founder, St- uh, Steli FD. He's a great sales, just his content is amazing. He's mm-hmm. just lived it, he's very raw. His podcast, is got an expletive by pretty much every episode because yeah, sure. they just speak the truth in it. Yep. But I love that model. What didn't work for us was I couldn't get out of the way. Like I, I couldn't get out of the business. You know what I mean? They'd hire us and I, we would be working on it, but they, yeah. but instead of, so I hired, we had, we had, we had team, we had people, we had, I had a guy that, that was like 10 years my senior had taken like these companies to blast off. Like I think one even public yep. and they still wanted me to, like they'd report back they'd go oh rich is just an incredible we love working with rich and i'm like well, cool why are we why are why are you telling me this right. like i couldn't get out of the business it was right. impossible was it, was it so we that, couldn't scale it was it that uh you were emotionally attacked 
tied to the success of that business or were they emotionally tied to you as a part of their success? You know, good question. I mean, a little bit of both, I think. A little bit of both. Here's what I will never do again is never, never name a business after my last name. That immediately ties you to it a a little bit, right? Because you're like... I learned that right away. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, yeah, I think a little bit of both. Um, I think that the... And you know, it's probably my bad for the expectations. I probably didn't set them out, you know? Sure. I mean, any... Thing that doesn't go right in hindsight, you can look back and say, "Hey, I, you know, I probably am the person who got in my own way on this." Oh, you know, one hundred percent. Like yeah. that was my fault. And here, okay, here's the other thing that happened is, which is why we're rebranding. So, Closers Media has housed copy closers for years. It's always been our LLC. We just, yeah, sure. We kind of wanted to have an anchor. Like we're doing this thing, and then hey, by the way, you can buy our services at BBG. But once we realized that we can't continue to you know, offer these because there's not scalable, right? <laughs> I can only work so much. Right. Um, and so we're going to transition into closures media as we realized we really love that. Like sales is something I've always done. And you I should I, always be striving to do what something you, love. you enjoy. Love. Yeah. Aaron, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's the one that really pushed this. And he said, ah, I'm going to totally screw this up. But he said something about like the day that you wake up, right? And you, and you feel like you're stealing from anyone that gives you money to do it. You know, yeah, meaning right. that you love it so much that it does. Right. He goes, that's the day that you are officially retired. So is there money in, is there money in podcasting or is there money in helping people build out podcasts? So Cause yeah, I, we, I've heard conflicting things is what, you know. yeah, no. So we, um, so the, 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 the agency that my wife's launching called gnarly man is going to help people. It's brand awareness, basically. It's yeah. going to make them to be a thought leader and then tie their company in with it. It's exactly what we do with BBG and Coffee Closers. Yeah. It's worked, uh, and we're going we're gonna to help other people do that. Yeah. Uh, but we have a team for that. That's, that's the other thing. BBG, I had a couple people, but we were very involved, right? With marketing, it's a lot easier to build a team around because you have specialists. It's almost like you're a general contractor. You know what I mean? Uh, since I am a general contractor, uh, if, you, if you explain that more thoroughly i will fully understand who's the general contractor in the in the case of uh gnarly Gnarly brand yeah sure um so in the case of gnarly main uh my wife will well my 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 wife and a a a partner named gario um are going to be the general contractors and then from there we have uh jen who does all of our photography and but not as an employee of the company not so as an you've employee. got subs that you that you can rely on to do certain yep. things it's and, and to be honest we it's it's almost the same exact team that we did with with coffee and closers sure it's almost uh-huh. the same exact team we're gonna have to bring more people on you right. know but those subs no subs do you know what i mean yeah of course i mean that so i mean it, essentially us mm. building tech we've done it through the through the lens or through the experience of a general contractor yep. and a design, so we're right. a design build firm, Company. which is awesome. Yeah. yeah, and and so when you're talking about like like loving to see the results, oh. the end product of something, we I know like I didn't say anything because it's, but I know the thrill of oh yeah finishing a nine month project or a two year project and you and the people walk in and they're like god you know i never thought you were going to get here it yeah i hated you for months on <laughs> i end. love the end result i mean when, yes. we, when we show up i'm always like god you know i i remember sketching something out on a piece of paper yeah and then back and forth and then all of a sudden when it physically appears and it's actually done i i say the same thing every time i'm like god i can't believe how good this turned out you know how much fun is that is that this must be the greatest, huh? Yeah. It's, oh, it's, 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 it's great, but it's incredibly frustrating. Daunting. It's very difficult to make any real money off of because, you, because you're dealing with people's personal money. 
and they're huh? they're terrified of the project the entire time they want it done. So they, you know, I didn't. Uh, it's everything. They're displaced. I mean, the the you know, they're not yeah. living in the house or they're living in a portion Squalor. of the house. Yeah. Usually, so there's it, a bathroom that's missing, a kitchen that's missing. A, you know, and well, and we've gotten into what, these big kind you know? of whole house projects in the yeah. last few oh. years. If it's a quick hit on a bathroom and you're there for six weeks, they don't hate you. Yeah, there's a very limited amount of time that they think that you aren't doing anything. And it's always through mechanicals. Because during the mechanicals phase, you're waiting for four different subs. They've got their schedules. The city has their inspectors. Nothing happens quickly. So they, you know, the homeowner will go to work and come back and they don't know that they don't know that the electrician's been there for four hours, put a bunch of lines in, and then we're waiting for two days for the permit to right. or the inspector to come out they just go to work come back and it looks like nothing's happened and yeah. so they get mad at you and on a whole house remodel they're mad at you for months and and they're thinking man i you know i'm spending they're not necessarily mad but they're but they're just sort of fatigued frustrated and sort of like you know like what, i'm spending four hundred and fifty thousand dollars on this and it doesn't seem like anything's happening and you're like no but listen it, <laughs> the electrical did happen but now we have to wait for the plumber to get done and it's the same process and well couldn't you just put them all together in the same room and let them do their work like no they step no. on each other's toes exactly ah oh, this is you know what? This is good to hear. So my wife, uh, she's a fantastic designer. She's an architect. Yeah. And we have neighbors around the lake. Because we, you know, in St. Paul, you know this, a lot of these houses, there's, they're dated. They're at, there's yeah, a of course. time yeah. period where they did it and everyone's trying to update. And she's like, yeah, I'd love to help you. Why don't I just do this for you? And then, then you got it. I'm like, why don't you start? A, and you know what she said? She, exactly what you guys are saying. She goes, she goes, we, she did t- a lot of TI, like yeah. for, corp, you know, for big companies or she do brand new build. But she's like, ah, residential is a different animal it because is. of what you're saying. And I just, go, I was like, no, no. Like I wouldn't, I, I believed her, but I, I was like, oh, but how, how bad could it be? And, and it's interesting to hear this. Listen, yeah. I, we have some, we have the vast majority of our past clients we consider friends. Yeah. And, but it is, it almost, always works out. It does, but it is almost always six months or a year later before they are like, you know, happy to be our friends again. Not because they, it's just an emotional thing it's to emotional go through. It's an emotional roller coaster. It is. Yeah, it really is. And then they get done, and the final thing they're doing is signing the last big check, and they're looking at their, you know, the the bank is saying, okay, now now we have to roll this into a mortgage for you. And they're right. like, holy shit, you know, <laughs> now we've gone through all of that. Plus, there's the financial stress, and then they have to sit and think to themselves, "What if they did this wrong? Like, what if what if it <laughs> something starts to fall apart? You know?" But after six months or a year, and they've they've really now lived in it for a yes, while, they've kind of attached, acclimated to it, attached themselves to it, attached their know? emotions to it. Right. Then they're like, "Oh my God, I can't believe how freaking fantastic this is! What and a what, good decision we did! Yes, you know, this transformation." And, yeah. And so those people remain close to us, and I and I do love the reward of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, getting into the digital tech side of things, yeah, it's the same. We we're contracting the same way we did in the analog world. Mm-hmm. I'm we've got mm-hmm. we've designed, and now we're we're building. But we're our own clients, and so we go find subcontractors who can do each little part for us. We we get bids. We hire them to do it. We work closely with them. We put out a product that's basically the same thing as building a house. I mean, it's it's so yeah. similar the process. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long? <laughs> isn't it funny when the light bulb goes? You're like, oh, just like this. This normally main thing. It's like, 
we should have been doing this a while ago. The fractional thing was a lot. Well, it sounds like we, it's the same yes. deal. It was the same exact, like you the got emotion. very emotionally involved down. with people and they needed you, you know, yeah. but they don't really need you. You want out. Yeah, it was, it was fun, but you know, we had, we helped three companies get acquired. So that was fun, but it was just, it was stressful, man. And then I had my, my kid, you know, so yeah, we, we closed a couple. We had, we had, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know this. A girl is a guy. They're like, right. they're, it's like she, she she's you got more responsible than I am, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is. Uh, it, it is an interesting. It's like uh, so many of these jobs are are on their face, kind of foreign to like. Oh shit! I'm not in the finance world. I don't know what that looks like. Or yeah. I'm not in sales. I don't know what that looks <laughs> like. But when you get down to it, there's a lot more similarity than than you realize. Absolutely, yeah. everyone's selling. Everyone's just an ops person, and everyone's uh, what do you want to say? Like you know, the integrator, the, the what is it called the integrator, the visionary. You have to kind of be both. Yeah, well, and that's in the startup space. Yeah. If you are, you know, my latest analogy is sort of this like like an existing big business is like a train with tracks that was built a hundred years ago yeah, and it's got stops along the way and it makes one big continuous loop. And if you want to work for them, hop in on a stop, you know, <laughs> you want to get out three stops down the way, get out. It's fine. We know where we're going. This thing's been chugging all around this cir- yeah. big circular track forever. And my construction company is, is more like a bus and I'm, and I'm driving the bus. And if you want to work with me, get on, but, I don't know where exactly I'm going. These roads go all over the place, mm-hmm. right? And you better you either trust me, and if you don't trust me, just ask to get off. It's fine. Right. But I am the one driving, right? And the business we're building now is is more like uh, we're going to build our own tracks and our own train, and I can't possibly run an engine. I can't possibly lay down tracks. I need to find a whole bunch of people to help me because it's not a bus where I'm the only driver, uh-huh. it's like there's so much shit going on all at once. We're all going to have to work together. Right. And that's, I think, what building a scalable business is more like building a new set of tracks and putting a new a new, you know, train loop in place. Yeah. So if that makes sense. It makes tons of sense. Okay. Did you wish you it's like someone could tell, you could read a book, someone could tell you all this stuff, right, when yeah. you're just getting started, and you still have to go through it. You do. To learn, you know, that, oh, it's true. And I think uh, I think anyone with the entrepreneurial spirit and anyone who wants to do this has to be sort of equal parts blind to the fact that failure is totally an option yep. and equal part like, uh, you know, I'm of course, this is a great idea and I'm going to succeed, you know, no matter what anyone thinks, like, <laughs> yeah, right. which sometimes you look at them and you're like, yeah, but. That's no, not no one really wants a good that. Idea. There's no product <laughs> right. fit, and I'm trying to tell you that. Yeah. Just the world's telling you, but yeah, I'm here to also tell you. And, yeah. yeah, but you know, you go through these little milestones, you know, where it's like, okay, looks like this is good, this is good, you know, and you keep going down the track, sort of, yep. and, and then finally, you know, you get a little little speed. And yeah. It's like, okay, we're yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been we've been unwittingly or unknowingly like chopping lumber and stacking track for two years and and now we're like oh now we kind of know exactly where where we need this thing to go and we've got all this product over here ready to be put out that's it's gonna be a good 2020 i just feel good about 2020 i don't know why just i don't know if it's the even thing or if it's 
the same numbers in my simple mind. Oh, like, oh. God, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think about it like that, but th- but now I'm in. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like the 2020. Mm-hmm. Get ready. Right. Get 2020 ready. is going to be a good year. All right. This is, okay. the, this is the time yes. at which we, uh, we turn it back over to you. And... Yeah, we're, we we turn it back over to you and we give you just a moment to uh, sort of how do people find you? If they find you, what what are they looking for and what would you be able to provide them? Like pitch yourself a little bit or whatever. Put put something out there in the world if you have it. Okay. Um, I would say for, and I'm going to bring my wife into this because we've yeah, she's yeah, my absolutely. partner in all these businesses, um, yep. is if you're looking for more awareness, if you're looking to be a thought leader, right? If you're looking for a consistent kind of if you're looking to grow your business's brand, but you're also your personal brand and attract the right, your, your the, the correct target market and, and do it by influence and awareness. Um, I would check out gnarly, like the, like the eighties word gnarly main.com. Well, and, and I'm just going to say like in my, in my brain, gnarly is spelled with a G. It is. It, oh, oh, sorry. Okay, it's, G, yeah. it's gnarly, but it's without the E Y it's see. Yeah. So you better clarify that. So yeah. it's G N A R L Y main M A N E.com. M A N E as in, as in Maine of a line. So yeah. you got two words there. Yeah. So gnarly Maine, mm-hmm. uh, dot com. Yep. And yep. she's going to be, so just, <laughs> we're going to be launching that site. It's, it's a 2020 launch, but yep. we're, we're already, she's already started to take, you know, mm-hmm. uh, calls or if you will, or whatever. And then for, for us, I would love, uh, closersmedia.com, closersmedia.com, coffee closers or coffee and closers.com. The reason it's coffee closers, not coffee and is for trademarking. We use an ampersand. Yep. And they don't allow you. To, okay. So coffeeclosers.com would love for people to come check the show out. Um, we've got some really big announcements, some things that I can and, and some things that I can't say, but we're going to be growing it. We'll just say, and great. Then the guest list is insane. And, uh, we'd love for people to come check it out, join the closers community, have access to all, you know, all those assets and information. And, and that's, so when I see that, like my, my initial thoughts were like, if I'm not in sales, this isn't for me. If they, if it's not about sales, cause when you talk closing, you know, it's, it sort of immediately pushes me into this like, oh shit, I don't want to go sit with a bunch of salespeople. Uh, it's not specifically and and only for sales. Correct. So the name Coffee and Closers, and this was for my sales friends, it, being in 15 years, you know, yeah. 15 years back, every single sales kickoff, they'd roll up, remember those rollers with the TV on them? They'd roll out that, they'd pop into VHS and it would be the, the scene from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, where he goes, put the coffee down, coffee is for closers with Alec Baldwin. Right. Yep. And it was yeah. so slick and so cheesy and everyone, we'd all just dread it. We knew it was coming. Yep. So it's a tongue-in-cheek rip on mm-hmm. what non-sales people think sales people are like. Yeah, so and the Wolf of Wall me. Street doesn't make, doesn't <laughs> help us in any capacity. Like, so they all think we're a bunch of savages or a bunch of dirtbags. So let, let's tease, let's, that one I did for them. Like yeah, I, yeah. people that are my age that have been sales, you know what that means. Yeah. And, and then hopefully, so when people get there and they're drugged by their arm going, oh, I don't want to go to sales thing. They get there and they realize it has nothing. To, I mean, we talk about sales, but we actually talk about the empowerment mm-hmm. of being able to tell your story. We celebrate the climb. We celebrate the failures. We talk a lot about failures. When's yep. the last time you thought about quitting? And we've interviewed people, not politicians yet, although I'm working on that. We've interviewed creators. <laughs> we've interviewed TV stars. We've interviewed uh, uh, founders of, of technology companies, all kinds of stuff, right? Yep. Because at the end of the day, everyone uh, wants to get their way. You know, they want to do it with integrity, integrity and so on. But you don't want, if you, yeah. you know, if you, do, if you don't get your way, they get their way, right? Whether it's the kids eating broccoli or it's 
uh, you know, maybe negotiate a better mortgage rate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we all have to do yeah, this Yeah, I mean, it's one, that's one way of framing it, you know, and, and it's so getting your way is uh, really a terrible way to say it, but it might lend itself <laughs> to people thinking that's a selfish or self-interested sort of thing. But the truth is like, like you, you want your point of view to yeah. be the one that wins the moment, you know? Yeah. Or at least the ability to just present your, your offering or present your thoughts or present you as a valuable person to the yeah, other person. And, and to have that be not only recognized, but, but, appreciated and then adopted in some way like so even if it's a negotiation where you don't you say i want 10 and they say no we're only going to do two you're like okay you end up at six that's still a negotiation it's still a sales thing and and ultimately if you you know if you're walking away happy they're trying to sell their side you're trying to sell their side so that's all Uh, it's all part of the same thing and that's what we're really trying to do and what our massive bhag if you will big hairy audacious goal is we really would like this message to um to, to be in the homes of and the computers or whatever of, of people all over the world, you know, people in countries where maybe the, you know, they're kind of squat. We were just in the Czech Republic a while back and there's still that vibe of, you know, communism or whatever it was is, is yeah. not, it's, it's still not, it's still there, right? It's still, it isn't there, but it, it is there. At least the taxi driver is like, uh, yeah, it's still. No, I, I spent some time in Azerbaijan, which had been, uh, you know, the Soviets took it over for a while. And yeah, you, you get, that sort of institutional understanding sticks around for a while. So, so yeah, that's I mean, all right. That's the deal. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. This has been really well, thanks fun. Thanks for coming. Yeah, in. absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. And now we have a better understanding. Better. I mean, better. I mean, a totally different understanding. <laughs> From where we started, we're about fifteen percent in, right? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of yeah. get it. I love so, it. So this website's almost defunct. Right now, so. <laughs> no wonder it doesn't make sense. That's all I Thank you, Mick. Thank you. Thanks, all right. Guys. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We love comments and feedback, so go ahead and let us have it. If you'd like to learn more about Andalin and other legacy projects, visit the website at andalin.app or kineticlegacy.us. Take care. Mm-hmm.